0: I have a a great desire to know what is in the heart and in the mind of the Lord here when he's getting ready to go to Jerusalem. We're only uh, about halfway through the Gospel of Luke, and uh, from this point on in in the Gospel, it's it's a travel narrative of Jesus journeying from the northern part of Israel, from Galilee down to Jerusalem. And, uh, it says he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. This was going to be the last time of his earthly sojourn that he would visit Jerusalem. He knew he was going to face his crucifixion, his death. And that's why it says he resolutely determined. Literally, actually, a more literal translation, it says he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And so we kind of see him you know i'm sure he would have wanted to keep his eyes on the beautiful green grass of Galilee if anybody's been to the holy land the northern part of the holy land is beautiful it's tranquil it's very peaceful uh it's very green and luscious and then the the more south you go you go through samaria and that starts to get kind of crappy it's really rocky and dirty and it's just, it's like desert. And then you get to Jerusalem and, uh, you know, Jerusalem's a, a pressure cooker because um, it was so in Jesus' day and it's especially so now. Um, it's, a, it's a political and social pressure cooker. There's a lot of stress and pressure there. All the different people groups come together and there seems to be a lot of tension in that city. Uh, so, you know, Jesus would have liked to stay in the nice, peaceful, uh, place of Galilee. All, but, but he he knew he had to go to Jerusalem. Not only to meet the, the natural pressures, uh, just that were the result of sociological and political realities there, but to meet his own death. And he would be rejected. And the, and the Judeans and the people in Jerusalem would have regarded him as an, as an outsider as well. So here he is, Jesus would have had, uh, you know he was a human being, um, just like you and me. So he would have had natural desire for comfort, uh, for family, and uh, a, a home, and the home where he grew up, beautiful place of Galilee. But he left that all behind. He he forsook family. He forsook home. He forsook his comfort zone to go to Jerusalem to meet his certain death. And uh, he goes, that him and his disciples pass through Samaria, and there's a foreshadowing of what he would, re, the kind of reception he'd receive in Jerusalem. The Samaritans reject him. They reject him because he's not of their kind, because he's headed to a place they don't like. And uh, what's the proper response? Well, the, at first, the disciples want vengeance. They want justice. Um, but Jesus knows that that's not what he's come for. He's not come for vengeance. So he's going to co- go to Jerusalem. He's going to be rejected. He's going to be regarded, first of all, as an outsider. And, and more than that, he's going to be regarded as an imposter. Uh, more than that, he's going to be regarded as a blasphemer. That this is a man who's just a man who claims to be God's son. Who does he think he is? Who does he think he is? He's a blasphemer. And all the while, that's actually his true identity. And he's killed for it. He's killed for the truth. And not just killed, but he's tortured. Disrespected in the most profound way you can think of. Slapped in the face, spit upon Scourged until his bones could be seen, beaten with rods, <clears throat> mocked relentlessly, put on trial uh, with a you know in a before a kangaroo court <laughs> that's the decision was already already made before he even came on trial and uh, and then killed and this you know james and john they they What Jesus is doing is he's teaching them a lesson. He's saying, wait, wait, I'm not about vengeance, and if you're going to be my disciple, you can't be about that either. Everything that I'm going to encounter, you got to be prepared to encounter. That's what he's saying to his apostles. And the apostles would would go on to walk in Christ's footsteps and to encounter the same sort of uh, rejection. All of the apostles were martyred, except John, actually, uh, tradition has it that um, one of the emperors, Emperor Domitian, in the early 90s, when John was very old, tried to kill him, <laughs> but that John was miraculously saved and wasn't martyred. So John would have been a martyr, but um, if it wasn't for a miracle, that actually saved him from, from this attempt that was made upon him by Domitian. But apart from John, all 12 uh, were martyrs. They were killed uh, for bringing the truth to the world. And so it is with with every priest. Um, you know, I have this examination of conscience for priests that was given to me, and uh, it's a really great it's a great one. The first the first point of meditation examination it says, um, "Am I convinced that the success of my priestly ministry comes from God, and that with the grace of the Holy Spirit, I have to identify myself with Christ and give my life?" for the salvation of the world. Am I really convinced about that? That I have to give my life for the salvation of the world to be identified with Christ? And, uh, you know, I ask myself, okay, so David, imagine this. Okay, you're responsible for the salvation of all the souls in this territory, and you're going to be answerable for each one of these souls uh, on Judgment Day. And, Take one of those souls, one of these individuals that's in Lyons or in Clyde or in Savannah, put them on the brink of a precipice tottering between heaven and hell. Heaven and hell. They're gonna fall into hell. Would you be willing to shed your blood and to die so that the person would not go into hell but would go into heaven? And I say to myself, well, you know these sorts of things are, are tough. Uh, the strength doesn't come from me, but with God's help, yes. Yes, I'd be willing to die and shed my blood so that one person would not go into hell but would go into heaven. And I think that that's simply what every priest has to have. That heart has got to be in every priest. Would Jesus do that? Of course he would. Jesus would have gone through everything that he went through, all his suffering, for just one person, just one of us, for Shirley, for Eleanor, for uh, uh, Gloria, for each one of us individually. He would have shed his blood. He would have been tortured. He would have done everything he did for just one of us. And that's the heart of Christ. That's the heart that every priest has to have. But, but you know what? That's the heart that every Christian has to have. Every Christian's got to have that kind of love and concern for the salvation of souls. And we've got to be ready, each one of us has got to be ready to embrace hardship so that we would carry out the mission of Christ. Jesus set his face to Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, but he hasn't ever taken his eyes off of that destination and until the second coming of Christ, each one of us, as mystical members of the body of Christ, has to have our face set on Jerusalem. We have to have our eyes on the cross. We have to be ready to be willing to die for love of God and for souls in God. Today we celebrate the Feast of St. Vincent de Paul. This man certainly had this, um, had this heart. And uh, he came from a poor area. He was actually sold as a slave, I think, into Islamic territories. This is back in the 16th, early 17th century. So he was a slave for a few years. (laughs) And then he finally got his freedom and he went back to Europe. And he became a priest and uh, he ministered. He set up missions and he preached to the poor. And he organized lay organizations that would minister to the poor. And he set up a whole group of uh, missionary priests who would minister and preach the gospel. And um, he preached with such zeal and with such love that people would come from all over all over Europe and France to, to see him preach. But he had that heart of Christ, that's of sacrificial love. And to this day his heart is incorrupt. His heart has not decayed. His heart is still with us. It's an amazing thing. It's a sign of Christ's Love, that love, Christ's love is always with us until the end. So we pray, I pray for the, the heart of Christ and the love of Christ. And I pray, uh, you know, together today, we all together pray for that same heart and that same love.